Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. I have a special guest today with me, Narish Fesa. He is the founder and CEO of Karish Media and Marketing. Narish is the, is the number one best-selling author of 50 Shades of Marketing. That's a very cool title. He is the co-host of the Work From Home show. He's been featured in USA Today, Yahoo, Bloomberg, MSNBC, Huffington Post, and many other outlets, if I can name a few. So, Narish, welcome to the Success Grid podcast. Thank you, Hussein. It's a pleasure to be on. Awesome. Uh, you've been featured in a lot of places, and you have written more books. I believe there are five books. So a lot of things we've been doing. So tell us a little bit about you, what you're doing with Kirish Media on marketing, and uh, yeah. I'm the founder and CEO of Krish Media and Marketing. Started the company in 2013 from my apartment in Baltimore, Maryland. The United States is where I'm based. And eight and a half years later, still going strong. It's provided me a good lifestyle, a good living. I I would call it a lifestyle business. Uh, We're a digital marketing agency, online and digital marketing agency, employ contractors all around the country to, or all around the world to help me out with anything and everything online and digital related. That's SEO, pay-per-click, social media advertising, social media marketing, general marketing strategy, podcast production, ebook publishing, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> Everything is on our website, krishmediamarketing.com, K-R-I-S-H, mediamarketing.com. My experience in Krish Media Marketing, Krish Media and Marketing, led me to work with many thought leaders, well-known thought leaders who are known worldwide. And uh, one of our clients was a real estate company and that introduced me to real estate investing while we were doing a lot of marketing, PR, podcasting, web work for them. And in 2017, I bought my first real estate property. And since then, I've amassed uh, over now because of appreciation, probably over a million dollars worth of, of property. Um, mm. And that company is called Krish Capital. And it is a real estate investment and real estate coaching company. So if anyone wants to get involved in real estate investing and they don't know how to, I can coach them. It's free coaching. So I I coach free of charge. And the beauty of the difference between the real estate side and the Krish Media Marketing side, Krish Media Marketing is, you know, it's a lot of consulting. It's a lot of work. On the real estate side, it is beautiful because it's mostly passive income. It's, I would say, over 95% passive income because Mm -hmm. I hire property managers to run all my properties to maintain the financials and the the for for tax purposes, uh, expenses, revenues, etc. Collect the rent through the property management. So uh, real estate has become my my newfound passion, and because of the pandemic, real estate prices in the United States and in where I live in Florida, the the state of Florida have increased, I don't want to say exponentially, but they've increased probably the the highest that they've ever increased within a 15-month period in human history. Mm. So uh, I'm very glad that I got involved in real estate investing in 2017. And I bought my last property before the pandemic. I bought my last property in January 2020. And so I've seen appreciation across the board, and I've been able to raise rents and uh, just just make that 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 cash flow generate that cash flow. I've written five books. They they all have to do with online and digital business, e-commerce, technology, 
they're they're mostly in in those spaces. And um, I love writing. My background: I went to school, undergraduate and master's degree, but undergraduate. One of my majors was in broadcast and digital journalism. I have a mm. decent amount of experience as a reporter. I worked for CNN radio. I've uh, done camera in front of the camera, behind the camera, radio, television, print, magazine, you name it. I, I've got experience on the reporting side. So I like to write. I host my own podcast called the work from home show. That's workfromhomeshow.com. And it's all about working from home because I do work from home. I'm also a stay at home dad mm, to my cool. one and a half year old son. So I'm able to do all this from home. So that's awesome. a little bit about me yeah cool so you, you've been doing lots of things you, you are basically in, in the online media you write books and you're involved in real estate which is massively you basically do nothing much your agent run run the show basically kind of uh why what's your passion goes more into is it like about real estate is it about media do you like writing books since you got into journalism and you work in big media outlets like the CNN. So where's your passion? Where are you passionate more about? And your focus goes where exactly? Well, I'll say this. When it comes to finding one's passion, when it comes to passion in general, you what you want, you, this whole pursue your passion thing, that, that's a bit difficult because you know at the end of the day, you have to make money. But what you <laughs> should do is take your passions with you and apply it to what's in front of you. Mm. So... Um, what happened in, in my case, my, my first passion was actually the, the media journalism. That was my first passion way back when I was a teenager. So I was very passionate about that. And then while I was doing my reporting journalism, I discovered the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. Mm. And so I developed another passion. You can have multiple passions. This is not yeah. like a monogamous marriage where you have you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have three or four different passions you could you're allowed to have 20 passions so um so yeah the finance finance stocks the financial crisis that I, I became passionate about that because i was living in new york at the time and it was mm. the talk of 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 the school i was in school at the time it was a talk of the school and I was hearing about all this doom and gloom stuff. And I, I just started pursuing it and learning more about Wall Street. And I ended up working there. So I, I worked for a major Wall Street bank and was an equities analyst as well. I started out as a financial analyst and was also an equities analyst a little later on, uh, analyzing stocks. And um, was passionate about that, but was not passionate about working on wall street about having like a full-time job mm. at a big large 270 park you know 383 madison type of office and if you mm. look up those addresses you'll know which company i worked for but anyway I, I i still had the passion though for investing for financial analysis on doing what i wanted to do and i went to graduate school business school and i was able to combine my media background and my financial background to get a job in financial marketing, financial media, financial marketing. So yes, media was my first passion, then finance became my next passion. And then an offshoot of the financial passion came seven years later or so, when I discovered through, as I mentioned in the intro, I, our client is a real estate company, 
and I discovered real estate. And I was like, man, I can't believe they taught us about stocks and bonds, but they didn't teach us anything about the business models behind real estate investing. It's even better than stock investing, in my opinion. I still do heavily invest in stocks, cryptocurrencies, real estate. Um, and I'm very comfortable doing that because I have the experience. I've, I've lost money. I've made mistakes during my training. And so now it, it, it's been great. And then on the real estate side, people say, oh, you're a risk taker buying real estate. Real estate is so expensive. You can buy a stock, you know, for $1, one share in a stock for a dollar. You could have bought Bitcoin for <laughs> $300 for Bitcoin eight years ago. But real estate, I mean, now you have to pay $200,000, $300,000 just to minimum just to get any cash flow. And that's a myth. That's a complete myth. You don't have to pay that mm. much. And it's actually extremely, I would say it's almost zero risk real mm. estate investing compared yeah. to say stock or crypto. I mean, that's probably the riskiest <laughs> out of all of them. Mm. So my, my entire philosophy is you want to take as little risk as possible while making as much as possible. So low risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. And you want to work as little as possible so that you have time to focus on your passions like you brought up and to focus on the most meaningful, important things in your life. Mm, yeah. Uh, from this, like you mentioned, you, you worked in Wall Street and yeah. you mentioned uh, stocks and crypto. Now you can actually nowadays it's like the digital economy it's it's different it's not like anyone at home now can trade with stocks can trade with crypto it's not like 1980 anymore <laughs> so what what's your look and you because you are now working with lots of things that you, you you do like mentioned you are even into cryptocurrencies what what's your look on the digital economy and how do you see it maybe in the future, especially now you're running your your media and marketing company? A couple of things. You bring up some really good points about work from home. Like I said, I'm the host of the Work From Home show. We talk about all these topics, how to invest, how to buy real estate from home, have tenants, manage tenants, hire property managers, etc. But sticking to your question of the digital economy, this pandemic, first off, it hit at the right time because if it hit, like you said, in 1980, the world would have been completely screwed. The United <laughs> States would have been completely screwed because there's no, there's no iPad, iPhone. There's no internet. There's no AOL. There's no nothing. Even if it's 1990, world is screwed. Even 2000, world is screwed. Because the, the, edge, the 2000 and the edge. <laughs> yeah. So... We've come a long way and technology, it just goes to show that technology is not just the future, but technology is today. And if you have not adapted to the online and digital ecosystem, then you will be left behind. And I'm sorry. Yeah, there are a lot of people who lost their jobs, who lost their businesses during the pandemic worldwide because of the lockdowns. But my response is, well, first off, it, it, there's the government response. I don't think any government should be telling a business, hey, you have to shut down because you're a non-essential business. But that's a completely different story. But look, you weren't able to survive. And even if you were open, you were struggling businesses, you were struggling to generate a profit. And it's probably time to find a a new career or or a new business to to work on. So my Mm -hmm. first piece of advice is, this trend of work from home of online and digital, it's not going to, we're not going back to 2019. It's only going to accelerate forward. 
And pandemic or not, this pandemic can go away tomorrow. This is still the trend. So that's that. That's really the the, the most important lesson that that you can mm. learn from there. Mm, yeah, cool. So, <clears throat> so do you think like these kind of people who closed their businesses in this pandemic, for example, the physical locations, should have maybe some kind of online online approach? If they hadn't, they would have survived. For example. Well, so there, there are a couple of ways to answer that question. Number one is, yeah, they should have read my book, 50 Shades of Marketing, which came <laughs> out in 2015, predicting exactly this. Not a pandemic, but predicting, look, there is going to be a recession because there's always a recession as a part of a business cycle. Mm -hmm. Every 11, 12 years, there's going to be one bad recession. That's just, and I, I'm, I'm telling your listeners right now, we might be done with the latest recession, but I will bet you a million dollars that within the next 12 years, so by 2023, or sorry, 2033, something will happen. Yeah, There's going to be another recession. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to prepare accordingly. You have and by preparing accordingly, you have to adapt to present day to the modern day. You have to adapt to the changing business environment. And this was mm -hmm. there were there were signals, you know, red lights going off. In 2010, 2011, when we came out of that financial crisis re recession, that, hey, technology, Uber wasn't around back then. Or if it was, it, it hadn't been massively adopted. Mm. You know, Uber wasn't around. Lyft wasn't around. Snapchat wasn't around. The Facebook app was, in, in fact, the App Store had only been around for a couple of years. Uh, iPads had only been around for a couple of years. So we've come such a long way in a matter of, of, uh, of two years when the financial crisis started. In 2007, not two years, but let's say four years from 2007 to 2011, we came such a long way. But the other answer that I want to say outside of, look, you have to adapt is when you are making money, you have to, I don't want to say you, you don't want to have a backup plan, but you want to preserve your wealth. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean don't spend. That just means if you have leftover money then put it into a 401k, put it into real estate, put it into cryptocurrency. You don't want it just sitting in a bank account doing nothing because when that next recession comes, okay, and let's say your business has to shut down because of that next recession. Well, if, if, if you were able to put away a decent amount of wealth into, let's say, the stock market or into good quality stocks, well, you're probably up 50%, mm. you know, and you're generating passive income. If you put it into real estate, well, you're probably up 40% in appreciation plus an additional eight to 10% a year in, in returns. And that's all passive. So this idea of passive income, it, it's something you should be doing on the side because eventually when you retire, if you retire, I'm not a fan of retirement, but let's say you do retire <laughs> at 65. Let's say you're 65, you retire. And now you're wondering, now you're dependent on social security here in the United States to earn a living. And you're also living off of your savings. Well, if you have these assets and you got started on these assets, let's say when I got started, I, I got started when I was 20. I started making money when I was, let's say, 28. Mm. So, you know, 28. 65 you retire 
and you have all these assets from when you were 28 and every year you're buying, you know, let's say a thousand dollars worth of stock and, or one house. In my case, my goal was I want to buy one house every year. So every year you're buying one house. Well, that's over 40 houses or close to 40 houses that you're going to have by the time you're 65 and they're all generating passive cash flow. You retire, you're just, you're just making money and I'm not even counting the appreciation. So the lesson here to learn is don't just assume, okay, I have this business. This is how I'm going to make my money and become wealthy. Or I have this job. This is how I'm going to make my money and become wealthy. You need to have all these other passive streams. It's super easy to set these. It's super easy, like you said, to take out your phone and start trading stocks on Robinhood. Super, super easy to do that. It's almost like a video game. Mm. It's super easy. And I can help pe coach people through this. It's super easy to buy real estate and to rent out the homes. I work that, one hour a month on my real estate. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's very passive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, so let's put for example any any person who's who's actually working a job, okay, and wants to get into let's say entrepreneurship, okay. So what would you like advise them to start? Like you do multiple things. You write books. You have a social media company you do real estate where do you advise them to go do you advise them to go like we talked about regards to follow their passion or follow the money Absolutely. let's say well what's what's the it's got to be this? the passion it, it, it it's got to be the passion first because because you're going to be interested in what you're doing it's not a job and also you, in the hypothetical you gave you said let's say somebody has a job the best thing to do is to follow your passions while you already have a job Mm. because then you're doing it on the side. That's how I got started. I, I had a full-time job. I started off on the side. And then once that side hustle becomes big enough, you can leave that full-time job. So that's what I did with my company. And with the real estate, like real estate right now is a side thing for me. My primary source of income is Christian media and marketing. Real estate's a side thing. But in another two to three years, I think real estate's going to overtake my primary business. But you know mm. what? I'm still passionate about Christian media and marketing. It's not just about, yeah, I, I make a good living, but I'm not going to give up Christian media and marketing just because I'm making more money somewhere else, or I'm not going to give up the stocks or the crypto. You can, do, like I said, you can have more than one passion and be really mm. good at all of them. Yeah, exactly. So, from what I understand, from like sometimes resourcing or automation is something that's really important in running a business, right? So what's your look on outsourcing and automation? Especially now, especially with the, with the, with your Krish market, uh, marketing company. Well, that's how I'm able to work. I, I said I work one hour a month on my real estate, probably another hour a month on the real estate coaching. And, and then I run Krish Media Marketing. I, I hire a bunch of contractors to do a bulk of the work. This is all because of outsourcing. This is all because of automation. You can easily, if you figure it out, if you figure, and no matter what industry you're, in, you're interested in, figure out, okay, how can I outsource? How can I automate? Because the days of going in and working hard labor, you're not going to be, you're going to be spending way too much time doing work and not making enough money. Mm. So this, this is, again, it's the present. It's not even the future anymore. It's the present. The resources are right in front of you to do it. Go to Google, go to YouTube. Go to uh, Upwork, go to Fiverr, go to these 
sites that help you do the automation, the outsourcing, and you it's worth the money. It's worth it to pay these people, employ these people, put money in their pockets too. Yeah, exactly. Especially now, I do believe, I think that the internet has made it, made it easier for people to go into business. Like Absolutely. when you, when we talk about marketing agencies and businesses, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, this wasn't, doesn't, it didn't exist at all. And now it does. And this is the, like you mentioned, it could, it is now the future. And a lot of people can now do and start a businesses in, for example, and media and marketing businesses that could not start like 20 years ago for almost sometimes, I don't want to say free maybe, but a little bit of the cost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well, look, the, the cost of starting a business has plummeted to mm. close to zero if you want it to be. The cost of conducting business has also plummeted, right? So we, we've seen with the pandemic, for example, the businesses have realized, oh, I can just get on Zoom. I don't need to travel all the way to Jordan to meet <laughs> you and do this interview. We can just get on Zoom and it costs me nothing. I'm paying $0. You're probably paying a very small fraction. So it it's now is a better time than ever. And it's only going to improve as more technology comes out, as more automation mm comes out and is adopted it's only going to become easier to do business to conduct business so for you in your business since you do work with lots of people and in multiple uh, things uh, what are the things that you do recommend or the tools that you use for your digital solutions i highly recommend i, I brought up some of them already like the if you want to outsource uh, there's Fiverr, there's Elance, what it's now Upwork. And then there's just go to Amazon, whatever your passion is, whatever you're interested in, type it into Amazon, see what books are available. There's podcasts, go to the Apple Podcasts app or your whatever your local podcast store is. There's lots of free content like this podcast, like my podcast, Work From Home Show. There's a lot of free content where you, there are resources where you can learn more. It's all about, are you willing to put in the work to yeah, learn? Definitely. Are you willing exactly. to put in the work? Because if you're not, if you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. And I, I talk about, oh, you know, I'm so lazy now. I don't work much. I make this money. I didn't start out like this. During my mid twenties, I spent from, I would say, from when I was 22 through 27. So yeah, from 22 to 27, I spent about five to six years every day learning, reading newsletters, reading books, listening to podcasts about my craft, mm. about online and digital marketing, about entrepreneurship, about mm. all those things. I put in that work every day, multiple hours every day. I wrote the books. I researched to write those books. That's the type of work you have to put in if you want mm. to, if you just want to be profitable. Forget about being a multimillionaire. If you just want to be profitable and earn a living, that's mm. the type of work you have to put in. Yeah, exactly. So you're speaking about the things we are doing right now, a podcast, which is I, I do think that maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, it's different from what it is like now in 2021. 
and it will even evolve and be better with time coming. So what made you want to write the book? My first, well, I have five books. My first mm. book is called Podcast Nomics. That was mm. my first, like I mentioned. And the genesis, the inspiration for that was my company, Christian Media and Marketing. When it got started, I only offered, I think, like three services, like affiliate mm. marketing, uh, marketing management, and podcast production. So the podcast production is what inspired me to write a primer on podcasting, mm. Podcastonomics. Mm, cool. So I learned, um, I knew a decent amount about podcasting through my time working at the largest financial marketing company. I started their online radio division, their online podcasting company. And I realized that this was a new medium that people just didn't know much about. And, but it was ripe for explosion. So mm -hmm. that's what got me into podcasting. I learned a lot, generated uh, six figures a month while working at that company in, in gross revenue through podcasting. And I said, I want to share my secrets, my experiences with the world on how, what a podcast is, why it's the future, and starting a podcast, equipment, technology, marketing, et cetera, everything podcast related. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what, what, what do the tips that you would give to people who are wanting to start a podcast, for example? Well, my first tip is the same tip I gave for people who want to start a business. You have to have a passion for it. That's mm -hmm. number one. Number two is if you have a passion for it, you should be knowledgeable about it or you should try to gain knowledge about that topic. Number three is you want it to be a niche topic. So my, my show is called The Work From Home Show. It's a very niche topic. It could be a general business podcast, but it's specifically geared towards work from home business type yeah. of topics. So you want it to be niche because you don't want to be competing with these general news outlets like CNBC or ESPN or CNN. You don't want to be competing. If you have a broad sports podcast or a broad financial podcast or a broad political podcast, you don't want to be competing with, with, with those big outlets. You're not going to, you're not going to succeed. But what you can do is microcast, pick a small niche topic and only focus on that topic. So mm. those are, I mean, podcastonomics has tons of tips and strategies. But these are probably the most important ones. So you personally, what what benefits exactly did you gain from podcasting? Is it uh, is it that passion is what drives you into it? Uh, a couple of things. I picked up some clients from it from the from the podcast, so that's worked out quite well. Just picking, you know, ma making money. Uh, the other thing is just speaking to amazing guests, like and especially like big name type of guests. If you go to our website, workfromhomeshow.com, you can see, I mean, we have New York Times bestselling authors. We have Hall of Fame football players. We have like well-known entrepreneurs on our show. It's truly a, a privilege to be able to speak to them, even if it's just for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly valuable. And I have access to those interviews forever because they go live and I can just go back and listen to them whenever I want. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest, that's the biggest takeaway that, that I get from the, from the podcast. It's not even the, the money. Oh, cool. So, but, but did you have some challenges uh, with, with it, for example? Uh, not with the podcast because I'm a podcast guy at my company. We, we produce podcasts. So super easy to get up mm. and running. We, we got up and running in 48 hours. Mm, cool. That's good. Cool. Okay. So in, in business in general, whether it's your, with your media and marketing company or with real estate, 
did you face any or see any challenges in front of you? Absolutely. There's always going to be challenges. So in Christian media and marketing, first year was great. Second year, not so much. Third year, even worse. You go through ups, you go through downs, you learn from your mistakes and you try not to make them again. And that's partly why I've diversified my finances or diversified my 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 time mm -hmm. because you learn from those mistakes you can't put all your eggs in one basket you need to have the business you need to have the the stocks the bonds the the 401k the the cryptos the real estate you need to have all these different areas if you to, to prevent yourself from from going out of business or from becoming homeless um these are just ways to diversify to generate cash flow um some other lessons that i've learned have to have to do with pricing and how much you charge people mm. i made a mistake because i was misled by several people i mean when you get started you don't know right and you learn from those mistakes that people said oh you just charge as much as possible and that was the worst advice that i was ever given because it ended up biting me badly Uh, to the point that it, it even went to a lawsuit because if your idea is just, Oh, I'm just going to charge as much as possible. Then there are some, there are some pitfalls to that. There are some clients who are going to, no matter how much you give, they're going to feel like they're not getting enough. So we changed our pricing after that incident, after that experience, that was a while ago, it was seven and a half years ago. And so I became a low cost solutions provider. So uh, mm. we try to be extremely competitive and low cost with our pricing to get people through the door. And then they see all oh, these guys do great. They do a good job. And that's what helps retain the clients. Mm, cool. That's <laughs> a new, a new look on things. So you, you basically drop the prices to be more competitive now because we know a lot of for example if we're talking about marketing and media there are now and we talked about it like now the internet has made it easier there is like now lots of these kind of companies that working with their helping with ceo or with uh, social media marketing or content marketing or youtube marketing or whatever of things that happening in the social media world so what you did was like Uh, to compete with them on the price to lower the people in because lots of things lots of companies are in it and then they will discover like that your company is doing a good job at it so we'll keep exactly working with you exactly you you hit the nail that that was my that that became my new strategy cool mm -hmm. awesome so <laughs> tell me uh, what do you think is would be one takeaway from this episode One takeaway from the episode, well, the one piece of advice that I would have, not necessarily a takeaway, but the overarching piece of advice is you got to get started today. Mm. There, there's no sitting around, putting things in your head, oh, I'm going to get get around to it eventually. You have to get started on it today, whatever that it may be. You're listening to this episode. I hope I've inspired you to get out of your chair and subscribe to those newsletters, get those books on Amazon, listen to those podcasts and just move forward. Otherwise mm. it's never going to happen. Exactly. It's, it's action. What makes things go and you can start slowly at the beginning, but with time, hopefully things will get uh, better and faster. Like you mentioned in your company, you started the one, the first year. Okay. Second year it goes sometimes, but you have to keep at it to, 
to keep the momentum going up. I'll also yeah. say there are some endeavors where it's worth walking away from, and that's a very important skill to know. It's, hey, this is a losing proposition. I'm going to cut my losses right now instead of continuing and continuing and continuing, and then you find yourself wanting to commit suicide or just completely depressed. And that's a very, if you can identify that quickly, you know, within, let's say, one meeting, you talk to somebody who wants to do something and say, hey, you know what? I don't think it's going to work out. Walk away. I say, go for that. That's even more important to, to walk away from deals, walk away from opportunities and knowing, hey, this is not working out. It's time to cut the losses and, and move on because there are other ways to make money. Mm, yeah, exactly. Especially with the online, tons of things you can do. Where can people get in touch with you again, uh, Narish? NareshVissa.com is my website. KrishMediaMarketing.com is my digital marketing agency's website. WorkFromHomeShow.com is our podcast website, The Work From Home Show. And I'll offer your listeners a free copy of my book, 50 Shades of Marketing, Whip Your Business Into Shape and Dominate Your Competition. Would love to give a free copy. If they go to NareshVissa.com, get on my mailing list or just contact me through the website, I'll send them a free copy. Awesome, awesome. Love, love the name, 50 Shades of Marketing. <laughs> That's very brilliant. Well, thank you for being here today with me on the Success Secret Podcast, Marish. Thank you, Hussein. It's been a pleasure. Awesome.